You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Us men, we love to win. It's like trying to argue someone in, into getting saved. You're never going to do it. You've got to share someone the gospel with love, and that's how you win people to Christ. The same in your relationship with your spouse. You've got to love them. You've got to humble yourself. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Dez. Well, welcome to this week's Momentum. It is uh, Tim and Dez with you once again, and uh, well, we've got a shall we say, a, a sticky topic for you this week, as there generally is on Momentum. Uh, MomentumAustralia.org, by the way, is our website. You can find more details about the show, about myself and Des, uh, why we're doing this, what we hope to achieve, and, of course, previous episodes of the show as well. Des, it's good to have you here, my friend. How are you? I'm really good. It's really good to be here again, and we've got a great guest. Uh, back again from last year, Matt Prater, Pastor Matt Prater from Brisbane Northside. Uh, Matt, welcome to the show. It is so good to... Uh connect with you guys and we're recording this interview in my office at the church and uh, we're next to the Normanby Hotel. I often say that our vision is to empty the pub and fill the church. Yep. <laughs> it's nice to have you guys here. We're looking at the beautiful uh, skyline of Brisbane and it's uh, nice to have you guys uh, joining me in, in my office. Thanks for popping in. The beautiful skyline, by the way, isn't that beautiful today? It's been raining, but that's a different story. Look, uh, the reality is also that, uh, you know, marriage can be beautiful. It can Mm -hmm. be blue skies and sunny Mm -hmm. skies, but it can also be pretty rainy and thundery too. Mm. And uh, you, in fact, every one of us in this room sadly has an experience uh, along those lines. And so today we thought we'd talk about divorce. And what does that mean? If you're in a relationship, you might be heading towards that. You might be sensing that. How can you perhaps put the brakes on that and uh, re-salvage your relationship? Or if sadly that is not the case, how do you handle going through that process? So it is going to be uh, a bit of an interesting conversation. Excited to explore this. And uh, maybe you can uh, glean from uh, some of our experience that we've gone along the way. So Matt, let's obviously start with you. This happened to you. Um, just quickly give, give us the background as to when that was. Yeah, so I was married at the age of 20. Uh, I was a youth pastor at the time and there was a young girl who uh, got saved in my youth group and uh, she'd had a, a background in, you know, addiction and all sorts of trouble and, you know, she got saved, fell in love with me. Can you blame her? She's only human, you know. <laughs> uh, and um, I was... Problem number one. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I was young and... and I was a, a goody-goody-two-shoes Christian boy, you know. I'd yeah. never really gone off the rails. I kind of followed God most of my life. Um, born again at a youth camp at 15, on fire for God um, at, at the age of 20, running a youth group. And um, this girl just, you know, we, we started dating and thought, well, we should just get married, you know. We're young. There's no, no point in putting it off, blah, 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 you know. And a few people said, oh, you should wait, you should wait. And I said, no, no, everything's going to be okay. I'm fine. I know everything, you know. <laughs> you know, when you're 20, you know everything. And, um, you know, so we married and um, it was five years that the marriage lasted and it was, you know, there were good times but there was a lot of trouble too. You know, a lot of lot of things happened in that time. And, you know, thankfully we had a beautiful girl who's uh, 24 now and wow. she – um. Uh, works for a great Christian ministry, works for Red Frogs and, wow. you know, she's a great girl, you know. So, you know, that, that was a massive blessing, you know. Um, but, you know, we, we went through separation. So after about two years we went through a six-month separation and that was a terrible time. You know, I was a youth pastor. I was trying to, yeah. you know, get out there and do what God called me to do and, you know, living in a friend's house for six months was terrible. Went through counselling and got back together for another few years and, and it just never... You know, it just it just 
was always friction, always drama, always uh. a struggle. And um, after the, the end of the five years, um, my ex-wife told me she'd found another guy and I was just devastated. And, and you know, I, I just for months and months and months, you know, said, look, let's, let's make this work, you know, this isn't right, you know, you know. And, and just in the end the door closed yeah. and uh, so we went through the divorce process and it was just a terrible time. It was, it was the, my job time, I call it, yeah. you know, rock bottom. Yeah. Um, I'd actually moved to Brisbane at the time and I was living at a, at a mate's house and uh, he was actually a heavy metal drummer. So I'd go to bed every night, listen to this heavy metal drumming, <laughs> thinking, what am I doing here, you know? And the company I worked for went bust. So I was unemployed, living in this hellhole and, and you know, seeing my daughter every weekend was just a terrible thing, you know, yeah. as, a, as a dad being separated. Yeah. So it was a tough time. But, you know, uh, Pastor Kirk Delaney at the Vineyard Church, which was my church, took me under his wing, counselled me, mentored me, let me cry on the floor and, you know, walked me through that process and really said, look, God isn't finished with you. God's got a plan for you. And um, I ended up back in ministry at that church and that's where I met Carol, who my, my now wife. Um, we've been married for 18 years now. Wow. Uh, got two kids together. Great. And she's an awesome stepmom to Lydia, my, my yeah. eldest girl, and, you know, here we are. We've been pastoring now for 17 years together and, you know, God is good. God's a God of second chances. That's amazing. God is a God of second chances. Tell me, in the early days when you were going, you are starting to see signs that things weren't right. Can you help men understand what those signs are, what they were for you, and maybe how we can relate those to, to men yeah. in, who are listening? You know, obviously I um, want to speak respectfully of my ex-wife. I don't want to yeah, sure. dishonour her. And, you know, she's the, the, the mother of my daughter, and you know, um, so I don't want to, you know, say anything uh, that, that's not honouring. But, you know, when, when you're in a relationship and you're in constant conflict, um, that is not a good sign. And, you know, I, I've since done the pre-marriage course and the marriage course a lot of times as a pastor now, which are courses from uh, Alpha, uh, from Nikki Gumbel, uh, from Holy Trinity Brompton, you know, and they often talk about how to handle conflict well mm. in a healthy way. Unfortunately, many people are just highly flammable when it comes to conflict. They just lose it. They just yell, they throw stuff, they swear, they call names, they they say things like you always or you never or, you know, they drag up things from the past, you know, and that's not healthy conflict. Is it mainly women who say you did this or is it do men say you did that? <laughs> I think both of us do. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> and I think when it comes down to it, we need to learn to just be respectful of one another. And when there's an issue between two people, you shouldn't make it about the person but about the issue. So if the issue is, let's say, for example, you always leave your dirty socks on the floor, I'm just, you know, saying that as a, as a suggestion, then don't attack the person, attack, you know, the issue. Say, so look, these socks shouldn't be here, you should pick them up, you know. What's a way that we can fix this problem, you know, instead of attacking the person and calling them names and, then, you know, and... And so I, I, I remember there was so much unhealthy conflict uh, in that season. And, you know, one of us would um, lose their temper or storm off or, you know, um, and, and, then, and then the silent treatment 
oh, that's terrible. You know, we have the silent trick, you know. Um, so when, when these things start to happen, um, we need to ask ourselves, you know, are we bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit, you know? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control. If we're Christians, mm. that should be evidenced in our life. And clearly, in, in, in an unhealthy relationship, that's not there, you know. So we've just got to always come back to what, how would Jesus handle this situation? How could we handle this in a godly way? How can we use our words to speak life instead of death, you know? So, yeah, there was a lot of unhealthy conflict and a lot of highly flammable situations uh, in that season. And we did go to counselling and we tried to, to reconcile. We tried to make it work. Um, but, yeah, it was complicated. <laughs> Matt, can I ask then, um, when you're in the moment, do, do, did you see that? Could you see that? Or is it only afterwards you can look back and go, ah, yeah, I, I could have handled that differently? Because obviously when you, you know, for a lot of us, when we're in it, we're too close to it. Yeah. And we're emotionally involved. And, you know, we don't not necessarily see or we think we're right in the moment, but it's yeah. only in hindsight when we get a little bit further down the track and we've done some work that we go, oh, actually, yeah, I could have I could have handled that differently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like definitely in hindsight, I, I can think of some of the situations that we went through and uh, I remember thinking, you know what, um, like I was, I was quite prideful too. You know, I was young. I knew everything. I was a youth pastor. You know, it gets to your head when when you're a preacher and you're on the radio and you're doing all this stuff. You think you're a big shot, and you know, it was actually a very humbling time for me that that divorce, because I thought I could fix everything. Mm. I thought, hey, um, I can do that. You know, God's with me. You know, and you know, it it sounds. Uh, a little awkward, but you know, sometimes we play the God the God card. Yeah. We say, "Oh, look, God's called me to do this. God's come to do that. You should listen to what I have to say." And you know, and and you know, you can even quote those Bible verses: "Wives submit to your husbands." You know, like that's not a good one to quote in the middle of a fight. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes we pull it out because we, oh, you know. And so for me, I learned a lot about not using the God card, not quoting Bible verses, not being prideful. I was really humbled a lot in that time and, you know, those who know me might know I still need a bit of humbling still. You know, we all do, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I believe God's called me to be humble and I'm proud of that, you know. No, no. <laughs> but I, I just remember, you know, if I look back, you know, I'm 47 now, I look back at 21-year-old Matt and I think, oh, man, you were, you were so full of yourself. You, you, were such a, you thought you were such a big shot and it was all about you, mate. And it should have been about Jesus. Yeah. It's really interesting, isn't it? I mean, and, and the question I'm going to ask you is about your faith. Yep. So there you were as a youth leader doing all those amazing things for Christ. Yep. And all of a sudden this roadblock hit you. How did that affect your faith? Yeah. You know, did it, did, it, did it dampen your faith? Did it destroy your faith? Did it, what was the impact from a yeah. faith point of view? When I was going through the divorce and the separation in, in that marriage, um, I was I was in damage control mode. I was just trying to make sure that my ministry wouldn't be affected, right? Because it was all about my ministry, you know. And 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 you know, I've se- I've since learnt that it should be God first, your spouse second, then your children, then your ministry. Yeah. But back then, I had God first, ministry second, whatever came after that. I had I had my priorities wrong, you know. Um, so I was just trying to save face basically because I didn't want to be a divorcee. I didn't want to have a failed marriage. You know, I just want, you know, and 
and and in the end, I really hit rock bottom. And like I said, it was such a humbling time, and it was probably what saved me as a believer, because I held on to God in that Job time more than ever. Mm. You know, they say in the valley is when you can see the the stars the clearest. You know, that's really what happened for me when when I was uh, I was broken, divorced, lost the job, everything. You know, that's when the word came alive to me more than ever, and and even now as a pastor. Um, there's times when I, I'm able to share this story with people and people can go, wow, I can actually relate to you. You're not a squeaky clean pastor that's, you know, <laughs> that's always just had everything, you know, looking perfect. You know, you've been through the valley, you know, yeah. and, and I think that's when you learn the most when you go through the valley. For yeah. sure. Mm. Yeah. So, Matt, for men listening right now, before we wrap up the first part of the show, they can identify perhaps with this constant conflict mm. that you, you were living with and that they might be living with. Some thoughts for men listening right now who can be or are in that space and they're not sure how to take a step forward. Again, they don't necessarily want the divorce card, but they can't see a way forward from here. Mm. Um, maybe they might've tried counseling. They might want to go, but the wife doesn't or vice versa. I mean, there's so different, op many options and variables, but mm. some thoughts for men right now who are listening, who are grappling with that space and going, you're, you're speaking about my marriage. Yeah. We're, we're in constant conflict right now. I don't know what to do and I don't know how much longer I can keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. Well, the first thing I always say as a pastor is your relationship with Jesus is the most important thing um, because uh, once you get that right, you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these things will be added unto you. So um, I always point people to, uh, to, to Jesus and, and when it comes down to it, when, when it comes to your walk with Jesus, you've got to have a daily discipline of devotions. Um, whenever I have people come to me and say they're struggling, one of the first things I ask is, how's your devotional time? And 10 times out of 10, they're not doing their devotions, you know. Um, so I'd say get, get get your relationship with Jesus right first. That's the most important thing. Um, and then you need other people to speak into your marriage, whether it be an older couple or a pastor or a counsellor or, or, or someone that can speak into your life. You know, the Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. So you need someone like a coach to step in and, and help. So I always say, don't try and go it alone, you know. Uh, here at our church, we've got a good men's group. We get together once a month and we always have like a, it's like a shed night, like um, my mate Ian Watto Watson used to do these shed nights, you know. And we, have, we interview someone and they just share their heart about all the struggles they're going through, you know. Get involved in some kind of group and, and then get some good leaders around you to help, you know. And, and then the other thing I'd say, and it relates to my story that I just shared, you know, when it comes to conflict in your marriage, um, sometimes you just got to humble yourself. You just got to stop thinking, I've got to win. Because, you know, I've been in that place where I've wanted to win every argument. And it's not a good place to be in. Sometimes you just got to say, all right, let's just stop fighting. Uh, sometimes we have, you know, Carol and I, you know, we have the 10 o'clock rule. Like if we're grumpy and tired and and someone wants to start a conversation, I'm like, honey, it's 10 o'clock. I'm calling the 10 o'clock rule. It's too late. Let's <laughs> chat about it tomorrow, you know. And so, you know, sometimes you just got to lay down your arms and and just work at being peaceful in your relationship. 
Um, I know it sounds a little bit um, cliched, but sometimes you just got to humble yourself and just chill out, take a chill pill, calm your farm, and and stop being so aggressive. Because you know, I, us men, we love to win. We love to throw our weight around and and convince. You know, uh, like it's it's like trying to evangelize someone. It's like trying to argue someone in, into getting saved. You're never going to do it. Mm. You've got to share someone the gospel with love, and that's how you win people to Christ. The same in your relationship with your spouse. You've got to love them. You've got to humble yourself and just be peaceful, you know? Yeah. Tim and Des with you. Matt Prater is our special guest on this week's Momentum. We were talking about divorce, and Matt's just shared some uh, some tips there as to how to perhaps avoid that. What we're going to do in the second part of the show is what happens if you find yourself on that journey going through the divorce itself. We're going to come back and hear more of Matt's story on the other side of this break. Stay tuned. You're listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. Find out more at MomentumAustralia.org. Welcome back to Momentum all around Australia. It is uh, Tim and Des with you. Really appreciate you tuning in. MomentumAustralia.org is our website. Love you to check out the website after the show. Uh, so you can stay tuned right now because we've got our very special guest, Matt Prater, with us. And uh, Matt is uh, very graciously and honourably uh, sharing parts of his life and uh, particularly the part where he went through a divorce in his younger years. And, you know, Matt, you shared some tips before the break about uh, how men, if they're feeling like their, ma- their marriage is in conflict at the moment or their relationship feels like it's constant conflict, some things that they could apply or do and just humble themselves to to stop us going down the, the divorce route. Let's just... Um, paint a scenario right now that uh, there might be some guys listening who sadly are on the journey and you know there's been a separation and you know the kids are involved and things like that um i suppose some thoughts for men in that space because i, I don't know about you but it seems to be my perception is that when uh when this happens and certainly was my case i mean the kids generally stay with the mum and then dad goes it alone and it can be quite a struggle for men in this space. So just speak, I suppose, from your experience, because you were a young dad and you had time away from your daughter in that space. So just give us a bit of the the backstory for yourself. Mm. Yeah, so I was married from 20 to 25 and then went through the divorce at the age of 25 and I had my daughter every second weekend or I'd have her most weekends and uh, she was only like four, uh, you know, three or four at the time. Um, And... I was very, very keen to um, still be a good dad to her, even though I wasn't there. And so I actually spoiled her a bit, I think. <laughs> I'd take her to Macca's, take her to the movies, take her to the park. And I was, I was, you know, weekend dad, you know, trying to be fun all the time. And I think I overcompensated a bit. And, um, and I, I remember uh, back in the day um, always trying to plan ahead you know, the best holidays to go on and this and that, you know. Um, and, you know, in, in a sense, I think it is important to make sure that you make the most of the time when you have your um, your, your children if you're separated. But I also think um, you need to be careful not to go overboard and spoil them too much. You know, there's, there's got to be a fine a, a balance there, yeah. Yeah, and it's true because uh, obviously your partner, wife, has separated for a reason in her head or your head or whatever it is, and that person deserves to be respected too. And if you're given that, you know, your wife 
uh, grief because you're spoiling your your daughter. Yeah, I mean that's not a good place to go either, is yeah. it? Yeah, especially <laughs> no. as a Christian dad. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, um, and I think the other thing too is, uh, you know, you need to also let it be a little bit normal when you have your your kids yes. on weekends, for example. You know. Um, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, go, go, go and entertainment, entertainment. Sometimes you can just let them just be part of your life for the weekend. So, mm. yeah, I, I've, I, I remember going through that um, discovery process and then trying to just normalise things a bit uh, on the weekends, yeah. Mm. Matt, can I ask you from your pastoral perspective if, if a couple comes to you and they're in this kind of conflict season and we often hear about uh, couples maybe trying a trial separation to kind of let things simmer down. Um, so they stay under the same roof, but, you know, maybe separate rooms and whatnot. And they can't primarily, I suppose, to reserve some do, degree of normality for mm. the kids. Mm. What are your thoughts about that? Um, mm. is that? Is that a wise move? Um, do you think in some cases it's better that there is a, you know, a period where perhaps one actually gets out of the house if it's, you know, um, violent or aggressive mm. or there's too much tension in the house. I mean, every scenario is different, I know, mm. but mm. just some thoughts around people who might be in that space and go, well, maybe a trial separation is a good thing. Mm. I don't know. What What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, well, it's certainly different on a case-by-case basis. You can't just give a blanket answer on that one. But I definitely agree that, you know, if it's if there's domestic violence and, you know, that's a very hot topic these days and, and we've got to be extra careful uh, around that, that topic, Definitely, if there's domestic violence. Um, there should be protections in place, and it's and it's it's mostly women, but sometimes it's men too. I've got a guy that runs a domestic violence shelter and has men staying there. Um, you know, and I I know that, um, that it goes both ways, but that, yeah, you definitely need to have safety if that's if that's uh, one of the issues uh, there, and, and sometimes you need to do like a risk assessment um, with a couple if that it's is something that comes up regularly. You know, um, but. W- but if it's if it's a, a trial separation because the couple are in conflict, you know, I, I would suggest it's probably a last option, you know, before divorce. Like you, you want to avoid that as as long as possible. Perhaps sleeping in separate beds, separate rooms for a season, you know. I mean, um, it, it, it'd be up to the individual counsellor to to give advice on that, and marriage counselling's never been a big thing I've focused on, um, but I do think. Sometimes it could be a bit of a wake-up call as well, having that trial separation and and give them a bit of space to, to think and prepare and then hopefully when they come back, they'll go, yeah, I don't want to be separate again. We want to make this thing work, you know. So yeah. hopefully it could be a, a good strategy but, like I said, more of a last resort. So one of the things you said in the first part of the show, Matt, was about having people around you. And as you know, momentum is very strong on helping men get around other men and and having people they can talk to and confide in and be open with and honest with. And uh, and that's so important when you're going through this phase of Mm. divorce, isn't it? So the other question is, what about your kids? How do you tell your kids is there a good way to tell your kids that you're separating or, you know, it's mm. just this is the way it is? Mm. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Um, kids uh, are so impressionable and so sensitive yeah. and um, it, it breaks kids' hearts when they hear that their, their mum and dad aren't getting on, you know. And and this is one lesson I learned. I remember learning it at Bible college uh, that, that they were saying, if you've got an issue in your marriage um, or you're 
yeah, wanting to have a one of those conversations, mm. don't have it in front of the kids. Yeah. Mm. You know, mm. you've got to be really careful because, um, you know, be careful little ears what you hear. You know, once once those kids hear that stuff, they can't unhear it. You know, so so. Firstly, yeah, be careful when it comes to conflict not to do it around the kids, you know, do it behind closed doors if you've got to have it out, have it out without the the, the kids hearing. But when it comes to talking to the kids about it, um, there definitely has to be a time to explain what's going on. Yes. And uh, I'd, I'd say, you know, it would be good for the mum and the dad to be there together because often what can happen is if the dad tells the kids, it could be his version and the mum tells the kids it could be her version, you know. So it's probably good to agree together and try and explain it to them in a healthy way um, and make sure it's not biased, I guess, you know, yeah. Uh, likewise, on off the back of that then, um, involving other members of our family. I mean, obviously if, if we're young enough to still have parents alive, our parents are going to be concerned about what's happening. Yep. But at the same time, sometimes the parents can be an influence and not in a good way. Mm when it comes to this sort of thing. So with regards to, I suppose, out of respect, letting other family members know, yeah. but then trying to uphold some boundaries so that it's like, well, we're still trying to figure this stuff out. Yeah. The family know about it, but we're trying not to get them involved too much. Again, yeah. some thoughts around what to share perhaps, what not to share. Yeah, no, that's good. And and I think um, there can always be a, a problem with uh, the in-laws interfering and uh, even siblings interfering too. Um, so I think there's just got to be healthy boundaries when it comes to talking to your family about it. Um, I remember a, a circumstance uh, early on when Carol and I were married, you know, um, maybe a year or two into our marriage, um, something happened, like I got a promotion at work or something really good happened, and I rang my mum and told her before I told Carol. <laughs> and she's like, honey, um, I'd probably preferred if you talked to me about that before you told your mum. <laughs> you know, my mum's probably listening to this. I love you, mum. It's okay. You know, But um, but I, I remember thinking, yeah, I need to really be careful here because Carol wants to know that she is my number one, you yes. know, person, you know, not yes. my mum anymore, you know. And, and uh, you know, it's important to make sure that we're, we, we've got things in order, like I said, yeah. you know. Uh, that's really God true. first, spouse, kids. Ministry, yeah, that, and then your mum. <laughs> <laughs> so a piece of advice for people, Matt, at what point do you get involved with counsellors or, you know, officialdom in that sense? Yeah. You know, at what point? Is there a trigger point that say that you get to where you say, wow, this has got to a point, to a point where we need advice, we yeah. need coaching, we need support. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah. I would always err on the side of as early as possible. Um, a lot of Aussie blokes are too tough to go to a counsellor um, and I can vouch for it. You know, like I, I remember in my first uh, marriage going to a, a counsellor, a lovely lady, and us going there and I, I remember thinking, oh, this, what's, what's going to, you know. But it was the best thing. It really helped, you know, and they gave us some practical solutions and, you know, and it's just good to get it off your chest and, you know, and to have someone else hear your story rather than, you yes. two at it. You can have someone else, that, you know, and then you can try and win them over to your side. You know, no, no, no. But that, that's the thing you've got to be careful of with counsellors. But, um, you know, I, I would all, always suggest Christian counsellors. Um, I, I think that's a really important thing. But I also just think um, the earlier the better because I think some people just go, oh, we'll be, we're, we're fine, you know. We're fine. She'll be right, mate. No, no, no. No, get in there. 
talk to someone about it, get some solutions. Um, you know, wisdom is found in the counsel of many, it says in Proverbs. It's so important to get good good counsel. Mm. Um, speaking to that space, it may be that one party doesn't want to go mm. for whatever reason. Mm. And and from a, a male perspective, as you said, sometimes we can be a little slow in that area because we still like to think that we can fix this because yeah. we're men. Yeah. Right? We like to fix things. Uh, but also we like to present this image that everything's okay and we'll yeah. try and, uh, I suppose, maintain that facade for as long as possible. Yeah. And I suppose what you're saying in that is that, you know, men, don't do that. I mean, just be humble and admit that this isn't working, you need help yeah. and go and find someone. But let's just go to the next stage of that is um, we've decided that we're, we're separating, we're, we're going down the track. Does it always need to go the legal route? Is it best to try and avoid the legal route if possible and try and figure this stuff out? Again, if it's a case-by-case -case basis, some people may not be able to be in the same room and have mm. a normal conversation around that. It, mm. it may not be. And there, there are those others that can avoid the legal route because they can at least communicate effectively. Mm. Mm. But what are your thoughts around if it's going to go down to the, the divorce mm. stage? Um, uh, I suppose the best, the best way forward. Mm. Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, avoid the legal route uh, uh, until it's, Absolutely necessary, um, because once you go down that route, it it really changes the changes the tone of the conversations because you're talking about, you know, what does the lawyer say or what what does you know what what's the next step for us? You know, it it just it brings a, a finality to it, I guess. You know, so I'd say avoid that until once again, last option. You know, yeah. Yeah, because it becomes a legal argument yeah. then rather than a personal argument. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. uh, and that's very unhealthy. Mm. And and the lawyers are there to make money too. I mean, it's not as if they're there to save your marriage. Mm. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not what their game is. Mm. So it's so I, I think that's really sound advice. That's really cool. So a couple of more thoughts, Matt, as we as we wrap up for for men listening right now who perhaps, as we've said, just recapping, they're in a relationship that isn't ideal. That they can't seem to find common ground. Um, they might be, you know, having more conflict than good moments. Some simple things that they can do right now in the next week or so or over the next month to try and bring down some of the tension mm. in the house and in the relationship. Mm. Uh, so I, I would definitely, uh, like I said before, definitely just work on your relationship with God. Definitely find someone to talk to and unload what you're going through. And for me, I would also say um, study up on the subject. Study everything you can. Uh, like d do the marriage course. It's available on, on YouTube, you know, through Alpha. Uh, d do, uh, you know, do the Valiant Man course by uh, Alan Meyer, you know, a great course about being a, a godly bloke, you know. Um, re read things on it. Uh, Upskill yourself in those areas. Um, it's like, you know, if I... Um, Want want to get better at video editing? I might need to do a course on it so that I can upskill myself and do some video editing. You know, same thing. If you're having problems in your marriage and and in your conflict, uh, uh, you know, and, and you you're struggling, having fights all the time. You know, study it, learn how to be a better communicator. Learn, mm. you know, d deal with it. Don't just sweep it under the rug and say she'll be right, mate. You know, so I'd say you really need to. Um, Focus on uh, doing everything you can to make sure that you're being the best godly person you can be in that situation mm. um, by studying, researching, 
talking to people about it, um, you know, because God wants to help you in that situation. Don't go it alone. He, he will show you how to um, improve yourself in that situation. So keep seeking first God's kingdom. Keep asking for, for wisdom. And, uh, you know, the, the book of James says, ask God of wisdom and he'll give it to you. You know, just keep asking for wisdom and, and don't give up hope because so many guys, they just think it's easier just to cut and run or I'll go and find another girl or I'll just be single. You know, don't give up. Don't quit. Don't, don't uh, bail out too early. Give it all you got. You know, and that's one thing I always um, remember from uh, when I when I went through that that first uh, you know s- separation and, and struggling time in my first marriage. You know, I just thought I'm going to give this everything I got. I never want to look back and go, oh, I I uh, I didn't care about it. I really did give it everything I got, and I really mm. believe that I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then my final thought was for guys who perhaps have a mate who they know is going through something. Right, uh, asking for a mate, but but seriously, if they if they have someone in their world and they know that they're in a bit of strife or yeah. whatever, um, I mean, the first thing is, it's great that they're having the conversation. Yeah, but what do we say, right? Because sometimes it's like, hey, it's great that they've opened up to me, but I I don't know what to say. Yeah. So some thoughts, if guys listening right now have people in their world that they know are going through some strife. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm very big on asking questions. And I think it comes from my radio background, so, you know. Um, so that, that's what I'll do with a guy. I'll just I'll say, hey, mate, can we catch up for a coffee, you know, um, have a catch up and say, mate, how's it going, you know? Is there anything I can pray for, you know? Um, and, you know, is there, is there anything you need to talk about, you know, and how's the kids, you know, how's, you know, um, how, how do you go when it, when you when you're – having a tough time with your wife, you know, do, do, you, do you struggle with, do you argue a lot, you know, like sometimes just asking questions like that and then just listening, mm. yes. letting them talk and um, you'll be amazed at what will come out and sometimes that's what guys just need. They just need someone to unload their burden on someone, you know. Mm. They say a burden shared is a burden halved, you know. we just got to share one another's burdens, uh, look out for each other and, you uh, as iron sharpens iron, just sharpen each other in those areas. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, what a great show we've had this week, and that is our special guest, Matt Prater. We've been talking about uh, divorce. Uh, you can hear this again at MomentumAustralia.org or online at your favourite podcast uh, forum. We're going to come back and uh, chat with Matt next week about what do we do post-divorce and what does the church have to say about this? That's going to be next week's show right here on Momentum. In the meantime, check out the website, MomentumAustralia.org. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. God bless. You've been listening to Momentum, a show that helps men succeed in life. For more information or to hear this week's show again, go to MomentumAustralia.org. You can also access a whole range of resources to help you on your journey and to get in touch with the team at MomentumAustralia.org. Until next time, keep moving forward with Momentum.